Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of your Eagles Insider Podcast. I'm Ed Kratz, joined by my co-host, John McMullen. We're with the Fans First Sports Network, and it is Thursday, playoff weekend about to commence. We are uh, just watched practice here of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're standing outside the facility, and uh, you know, it's now or never for the Eagles, right, John? I mean, it's uh, losers of five of six. Heading into the postseason, nobody gives them much of a chance against the Tampa Bay Bucks on Monday night. Um, John, do you have any optimism at all as to why this team might be able to win this game? Is there anything at all that you can cling to and, and give these fans some kind of uh, hope to cling to? Well, my optimism resides with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're just not very good. They're probably the worst team, at least from a personnel standpoint, in the playoffs as a whole. So. You know, you're not facing the San Francisco 49ers or the Dallas Cowboys or the Detroit Lions. That would come next week if you're able to beat Tampa Bay. Um, my optimism lies in the Buccaneers just aren't very good and probably <clears throat> wouldn't be in the playoffs if they were in a better division. So um, that's not something you want to hang your hat on. You'd prefer to be playing well if you're the Eagles, but... We are where we are, and they, you know, you mentioned we just got off the practice field. The Eagles changed from a scheduled walkthrough to a padded practice. So, again, it's they did that a couple weeks ago when they made the change from Sean Desai to Matt Patricia's defensive play caller, and we were like, what's going on? Oh, no, we're just doing this. And all of a sudden, they make this grandiose change. Maybe Jake Glazer will have something Monday morning. The Eagles, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who brought in Nick Saban as a defensive <laughs> consultant? Don't get excited, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that, that's funny, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just uh, we we saw the practice just now, and we saw Jalen Hurts who hurt his finger uh, in that that dud that they laid out there in the Meadowlands against the Giants. Not even competitive. Twenty-seven to ten. Now the game didn't mean a whole lot except for their confidence. You know, you play well going into the playoffs, and you think, okay, we can turn this thing around. So they didn't, and that's why, you know, I don't care how bad the Bucks are. And, yes, technically the Eagles have 11 wins. Tampa Bay has nine. Uh, but I just, after seeing that performance where they just kind of laid down and didn't even compete, 
and then they got injured on top of that. I mentioned Hertz's finger. He yeah. seems to be today. He had a throw a glove on his throwing hand, which is kind of new. Uh, you know, after that Didn't index see injury, him throw a lot either. Now no. we were ushered off the field. We didn't get to watch a lot, so right. but we got to watch a few um, ball security drills, and it was mainly Marcus Mariota and Tanner McKee flipping the football to the guys. Uh, a few quarterback running back drills with they were more focused on ball handling than throwing. And Jalen Hurts admitted today before practice in his interview with reporters that he has not thrown since the game against the Giants. So, um, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit more concerned. It's interesting, Ed. I, I, I wasn't concerned about Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown playing, and A.J. Brown wasn't a practice either. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I was more worried about Devontae Smith. And Devontae's out there, looks ready to go. But now it focuses back on the quarterback and A.J. Brown. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I didn't see A.J. Brown, obviously, at practice either. Um, but I got to think it's going to be all hands on deck. Uh, Slay's coming back. He's from a uh, torn meniscus. From a torn meniscus. Sweet. He missed a month. I asked him today, how does he feel, uh, you know, missing that month? How does his legs feel? And he said he feels fresher than he's ever felt. He feels like he's 21 again. Um, you know, that's Slay, uh, typical Slay. Uh, but, yeah, he, you know, he's very encouraged after missing this month that he can come out and play, and he's going to have his hands full against Mike Evans, the uh, tremendous Bucks receiver, 10 years in the league, 10 times over 1,000 yards, uh, Hall of Famer in, in my book, probably yours too. Yeah, I think he's a Hall of Fame player. My issue with Tampa is the quarterback, and you look at their, you know, you mentioned the Eagles' very poor performance in Week 18, no question about it. Now, Tampa Bay was in a win and you're in situation – they managed to win the game nine nothing. Oh, nine nothing over a two-win Carolina team. Baker Mayfield threw for I think 137 yards. So, boy, they're struggling as well. I don't know if they have the the the, the power offensively to take advantage of what is admittedly a very poor Eagles defense. But yes, Mike Evans, tremendous player. I just don't think they have the vehicle to get him the football consistently. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's banged up, right? I think he's got an yeah, ankle. He's, I think he's, he's got ribs. I mean, yeah. he's dealing with a couple things here. But he had a really nice season. I mean, he had 28 touchdown passes. I think he only had six interceptions. Threw for over 4,000 yards. I mean, you know, the guy had a nice year. So if he's healthy, and he probably won't be 100%, but neither's Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So, you know, I, I again, this, this is a rematch of a, a week three game, right? Way back before these teams Might have been even the knew. best game the Eagles played all year, by the way. They won Dominated. by 14, largest yeah. margin of victory Scorigami all year. Scorigami game. Yes, 25-11. Um, and, and the Eagles did a nice job. Evans didn't do well. Godwin didn't get anything. Chris Godwin, of course, you know, another very good receiver they have. Uh, almost 1,000. I think he did have 1,000 yards this year. Uh, third straight year for him over 1,000 yards. So, uh, you know, they can move the ball. And I think they will move the ball regardless of Baker Mayfield. I mean, what again, I ask you, what kind of optimism do you have? And I ask it about the defense now. Like, what, what gives you any hope that this defense can find a way to keep teams in check? Well, my only hope is Slay being back has a kind of domino effect. Um, and, and all of a sudden, James Bradbury had to play on the left side, and he was the cornerback one. Now he can go back to his more familiar position. Um, 
as the cornerback too. Uh, Avante Maddox now has a couple games under his belt, so he had a lot of rust. Zach Cunningham had a lot of rust at MetLife Stadium. Maybe he's back into it after missing a couple games via injury. My, my only optimism defensively is those three veteran players who had been out getting back in, getting more comfortable in the case of Maddox and Cunningham, and settling things down. It's never going to be great, but if you can get to serviceable with that Eagles defense, I think, I think that gets you enough to beat uh, Tampa, but probably not go much further than that. Yeah, I, you're right. That's the hope, I guess, is that Cunningham – plays better. I mean, this Eagles defense to me, though, just looks completely confused uh, under Matt Patricia. They have no idea what they're doing. A couple breakdowns in the Meadowlands with, you know, Cunningham in coverage, had no idea on one of the touchdowns the Giants scored. He was nowhere near the uh, receiver. You know, Nolan Smith and Moro Ojomo are trying to cover the wheel route Saquon Barkley oh, ran and, oh, no you know, one, yeah. completely overmatched there. Big gain Redick led to another Josh touchdown. Redick and coverage just yeah. completely lost. I think to me, that to me, the move to Patricia over Desai was the turning point in this season. I really think that that was a panic Bad move. Decision. Bad decision. Nick, as stubborn as can be, refuses to back down on it. Even for one game, he's not going to reinstall Desai as his play car. The damage is done. Uh, Eagles are one and three. And if you're Sean Desai, would you even want it at this right, point? Right, right. And know? with Patricia, they're one and three. They've given up a ton of points. Um, you know, he's trying to install different things, I think, and the players just aren't aren't buying into it. So this, to me, the move to Patricia was what kind of started the spiral for this team. I know they were struggling beforehand, but, you know, to, to just give up like that and switch play callers before the Seattle Seahawks game, which was late in the year, uh, was a really foolish move, in my opinion. And I think that that's why they are where they are is, uh, guys just aren't buying into what Patricia's selling, and it's telling. You can see it on the field. Yeah, and, you know, the offense on paper should be able to, to win shootout games, but the offense isn't playing well yeah. over the past month of the season, at least when you look at the talent they're able to put together. Pro Football Focus just named the Eagles the best offensive line again in the NFL for the second consecutive season. Except when other teams blitz. Then they Except have no where, idea. Wow. What Is doing. that the quarterback? <laughs> Is that the scheme? That's the question. I think it's all of it. Yeah. I think, you know, you can't put it on one thing, yeah. but the offensive line is culpable there too, and they just haven't gotten the job done. Now Jalen, of course, has a piece of that, and the offensive play caller, Brian Johnson, has a piece of it. Uh, Nick Sirianni has a piece of it. But to me, it's it's all of it. Yeah, evidently I said Jalen Hurts couldn't make tight windows. <laughs> uh, yeah, on yeah. hot routes. On hot routes. People hear what they want to hear. But he has regressed, and he needs to improve when it comes to handling the blitz. I think that's a fair criticism. Um, you know, I was looking at the top uh, blitz quarterbacks in the NFL this season. Brock Purdy was number one. His, his uh, passer rating is over 120. Patrick Mahomes is over 100. Lamar Jackson, who's going to be the MVP, is over 100. Dak Prescott's over 100. Um, Jalen's at 80.8, so that's not a good number. He's got eight touchdowns, eight interceptions against the Blitz. Brock Purdy has 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's not performing. So if you want to blame the coaches, blame the coaches. If you want to blame Jalen Hurts, blame Jalen Hurts. But something's got to improve. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, I, know what, I know what you're distracted <laughs> yeah. Always. That bird up there looks like an eagle to me. Maybe that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Jalen Hurts does need to improve uh, on that aspect of the game. And, again, I think it's the coach. I think it's the line. I think it's all, all the above. But Hurts certainly has a piece of it. Um, but that defense, again, getting back to that defense, Matt Patricia, uh, you know, one in three under Patricia, right? And uh, I just I have no hope that they're, he's going to figure this thing out. I mean, everybody's like, oh, he coached under Bill Belichick yeah. for so long. But, you know, listen, I, I just don't well, think. Well, and by the way, to be fair to Matt Patricia, I mean, I don't think it's fair to put him in that position. Right. He, he's not playing his defense. He can't get the guys up to speed. Eh, true. If, if, Nick you know, should have thought all, of that. A lot of exactly a lot of people want Nick Sirianni fired here in Philadelphia, and I want to state right away as clearly as possible he's not getting fired. He'll be back next season as the head coach. But I do think people who who go down that route start talking about the offense. Guess what? The offense finished eighth in the, eighth in the NFL. It's top ten in points again for the second straight season. If you if you want to make that argument, you should point to his decision on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. Still not getting fired, but it would be a better argument. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pointing right at it, man. I mean, Desai, listen, Desai held the Chiefs scoreless in the second half in that week 11 win, I think it was, over Kansas City. Eagles were down 17-7, came back to win 21-17. Chiefs didn't score a point. Desai was the defensive coordinator. He was getting it done. The Miami Dolphins came in here high-flying, averaging 30-plus points a game when they when they landed in Philadelphia back in week 7. They scored 17 points. So, you know, the defense did some really good things, obviously, with Sean Desai, and then I think that they just panicked. They weren't doing a good job on third downs getting off the field. They were in a little bit of a slump, and Sirianni didn't give Desai any chance to work out of that slump. Well, I, you know, and, you know, the, the outside world understands that Nick Sirianni made this move when the Eagles were 10-3. and three. We now know from talking to people behind the scenes he started thinking about this decision at the team's bye week when they were eight and one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Why are you thinking about changing the coordinator when you're eight and one? Even if they're not playing as well, and they weren't playing as well defensively as hope, you just don't make that type of decision. And we now also know before he took the play calling away, he took the third down autonomy away. Yeah. So this had this move had been in the move in the works in the weeks before which is even more head scratching before this skid started against the san francisco 49ers and the dallas cowboys so you think sirianni's coming back you said that right he's not getting fired win lose draw whatever happens in tampa now if they lose 40 to nothing i uh, i i reserve the right to revisit that but i don't think that's that yeah if they come out and look like they did against the giants then uh you know they're done he's done i think but you know you have to be careful and i've said this before and i may have written this that listen he would be what the fourth the next hire would be the fifth head coach since uh wait a second so we went through chip kelly doug peterson he'd be the fourth head coach since they got rid of andy reed after the 2012 season. So you're looking at, you know, your fourth head coach in the last 11 years. Okay, that is what losing programs do, is they recycle coaches. Secondly, Doug Peterson was fired three years after winning a Super Bowl. 
this would mean Nick Sirianni would get replaced one year after taking the team to a Super Bowl and winning 11 games this year and getting the team back into the playoffs for a third straight year. I mean, that would be a lot for the Eagles organization to have to explain to whoever it is they're interviewing to be the new head coach as to why they did these things if you're going to try to get some yeah. of the top talent. And you can always get somebody because there's only 32 jobs. Yeah. But I, I want to read this list I have because obviously there was uh, a major coaching moves. Bill Belichick in, out in New England, Pete Carroll out in Seattle. Uh, long-time coaches, Super Bowl-winning coaches, in the case of Bill Belichick, maybe the greatest coach of all time. So now as you look at the NFL, the longest-tenured head coaches, here's the list, uh, Ed. Mike Tomlin, 17 seasons, John Harbaugh, 16, Andy Reid, 11, Sean McDermott, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, 7. What do all those teams have in common? They're all really good, yeah. and they have really good coaches. Continuity is the way to go in this league. Yeah. Not making changes time exactly. in and time exactly. in. Mike Tomlin, again, who leads the list, has never had a losing season. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh has maybe the best team in the NFL this year. John Harbaugh, sorry, Jim Harbaugh yeah, yeah, yeah. won the national championship. Um, and Andy Reid, we all know, Hall of Fame coach. Sean McDermott has the Bills in position to make another run. Uh, Kyle Shanahan may be the best play caller, play schemer in the NFL. Sean McVay won a Super Bowl. Rams rebooted. He's already back in the playoffs. Continuity, continuity, yes. continuity. Yep, that's a great point. Now, listen, you're not going to win a Super Bowl every year. I mean, the Sirianni doesn't have one. But a lot of those coaches, you just heard off what Tomlin has won. Harbaugh has won. I mean, it's not like these are multiple no. winning uh, no, that, Super Bowl uh, yeah. coaches. Bill Bel- uh, that's why what makes Bill Belichick yeah. and Tom Brady different. I think they skewed it for everybody. It's really hard to win Super Bowls. It's really hard to get back and be consistent playoff teams. That's why Andy Reid is so great. He's on that list, obviously. I, I mean, people have to understand, making those kinds of changes every couple of years, that's what bad organizations right. do. Right, and Lurie, I'm sure Lurie knows that. So, I, you know, listen, even a 40 to nothing loss, if Sirianni's going to have to come in with a plan to his bosses to explain exactly what went wrong and yeah. what he's going to do differently. And I still think he'll be back even after a blowout. I, re- I really do because that's a great point you make with the continuity and, uh, you know, all those organizations that continue to have long-term coaches, they win and they're yeah. some of the most successful. Every now and then they're going to hit a, a oh, speed sure, bump like Harbaugh did last year. And, it's always know. personnel first and personnel is cyclical. Obviously, you look at the Detroit Lions now. Now, that was a, a bad organization for a bunch of years. Right. And they're always picking in the top five or top ten. And all of a sudden, you wake up one day and you say, whoa, they got some good players in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it works. And if you're you're good consistently, like New England was for two decades, they're drafting at the bottom of the draft. Eventually, you run out, you lose Tom Brady, you don't have that talent, and you have some down seasons. But if you stick through it, and the Eagles had it with Andy Reid, for many, many years until everybody's got a shelf life, as Bill Belichick yeah. proved. But yeah, but I mean, even Belichick lost. He had three seasons without making yeah. the playoffs now. So, you know, he Bob Kraft didn't panic. Now, obviously, uh, you know, Belichick has a better resume than Sirianni. But again, it proves your point. Continuity matters. And they gave Belichick three years to kind of turn it around, and it didn't happen. So now they're parting ways. Yeah, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are the best example of all because they have yeah. three head coaches 
since 1968. That's crazy. And they've all won Super Bowls, yeah. all three of them. Yep, yep. Tomlin only won, though, but he's had 15 straight years of winning seasons. 17. which is seven. That's just remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chuck Knoll back in the 70s, he won four Super Bowls. So, you know, they are the model of consistency in the league. And, you know, the Eagles don't want to go with their fourth head coach in the last 11 years. That would just not be a good look at all. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, I think both of us seem to agree that Sirianni's back next year, you know, unless something crazy happens on Monday night. Um, but so let's get to Monday night, John, and uh, you seem to have some optimism that the Eagles can yeah, win this man. game. I, I, I'm, I'm with Chad Ochocinco. I'm not going to say they're, they're, they've, they've been laying down and they're going to all of a sudden jump up and be yeah. that Super sandbagging, Bowl level team. Sandbagging, I think, is what Ochocinco yeah, what, said. What, yeah. Sandbagging. sandbagging. Yeah. I, I don't think they did that. Right. Dallas Goddard sort of intimated something similar. I'm not going that far because defensively they have so many issues. But I do think offensively they have enough firepower to to just outscore Tampa Bay. So even if the defense doesn't perform poor. But, again, now I'm concerned with Jalen Hurts' health. Yeah. I'm concerned with A.J. Brown's health. So I'm a little less optimistic than I was before practice because I don't know how healthy. The extra day helps. Um, but bottom line is I think Tampa's the worst team in the playoffs. And, I think the Eagles got a good draw for this particular week, but uh, you know that's probably it. Do you think they win? What's I do. The, what, think do you, win. what do you think the score? What are, what's this offensive juggernaut going to put up? I think we're, we're we're talking about twenty-seven, not not enough twenty-seven points, but I think Tampa Bay will be in the seventeen, eighteen range. Maybe we'll get another score of Gami's twenty-seven, nineteen, some kind of weird score. I'm sure that's happened in the past, but yeah, I, um, I, I just don't think, you know, again, Carolina, nine points, 137 passing yards. They have a, a decent running back, but he's not explosive. He's more the, a move the chains type of guy. They can't, they can't make big plays, and that's exactly what the Eagles struggle with. Ironically, and that's what they want to prevent, explosive plays. I think Tampa prevents their own explosive plays. Okay. Uh, you didn't convince me and, and even a little bit that the Eagles are going to win this game. I'm still going to go Tampa. You know, I listen, I've picked the Eagles the last couple of weeks. I picked them to beat Arizona. Well, I picked pick them to beat the Giants. Uh, I get I get the lack of optimism. Yeah. I do. And I have I have zero. And now you mentioned the injuries. Yeah, I'm concerned about Jalen Hurts and, and, that, and that finger injury. And I'm concerned about A.J. Brown and, you know, the ankle injury that he has. And, you know, Devontae Smith looked pretty good. I guess it's a knee with A.J. It was a knee. So, yeah, I'm concerned about that. How effective will he be? I think he'll play. I'm concerned about Slay coming off this meniscus tear. Yeah, there's there's a lot of concerns here, John, is the bottom line. That's what I'm getting at. I I, I think there's going to be some rust. So, by no means, if if I'm at the game and if we're at Raymond James Stadium and Tampa wins this game, by no means will I be surprised. But I I do think the Eagles are the better football team. yeah, you know, I think they got one more, one more in them, one more push. Because next year, I don't think Kelsey's going to be here. I don't think Brandon Graham's going to be here. I, I think Fletcher Cox should be here, but I'm not sure he will be. Uh, Lane Johnson, you know, you don't know what's going through Lane's head. Like could, I saw Lane in the locker room very for the briefly, first time today. Very briefly, and he right? Ran out. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't talk anymore, so you don't yeah. know what's going through his head. I, you know, I wouldn't surprise me if he calls it a career. Uh, after such a disappointing end to this season. But all that said, I just think Tampa's going to find a way to win. I really do. I think, you know, they're going to be able to score because the Eagles can't 
stop anybody. The Eagles were the better team against the Giants and the Cardinals, and uh, they still lost those games. So, yeah, they're the better team, definitely the better roster. But I think the, the Bucks find a way to put up four touchdowns. It's going to be like 28 points in this game. I think Mike Evans is going to do some damage, and I, I like Rashad White probably a little better than you, the running back. He's very good at catching the ball out of the backfield. Barkley killed this team on Sunday. Uh, so I'm going to go Tampa 28, Eagles 20. I mean, I just I just have... Nick Sirianni is going to be on that top floor of the Novacare <laughs> complex answering some questions uh, coming back from Jeffrey Laurie. Yeah. If that's the case. And by the way, Big Tom supposed to be back on the sideline. woo Yeah, so... Yeah, it's exciting. It all uh, stopped when Big Dom got suspended. That's yeah. when the... Uh, when the uh, Tom DeSandro. The losing streak kicked off. Yeah, pushing, uh, who was it, Dre Greenlaw for the 49ers? Dre Greenlaw, yeah. Yeah, so, well, maybe they'll get a rematch, and he'll be back on the sidelines in the second. And they will get beat by Dre Greenlaw on the 49ers again. Yeah, yeah, but I I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Eagles season ends Monday. John thinks it continues. Uh, Stay optimistic, my friends. Like John. Uh, Partially because I don't want to go out to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it's a long Santa way to go. Clara. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's it from here uh, at the Eagles Novacare Complex on a very glorious Thursday afternoon. Not too cold. Sun nice shining. So it still didn't sway my optimism. I'm still very pessimistic with the uh, with what's going to happen on Monday night. It's supposed to rain like crazy on Monday, too. So uh, that's at least the early weather report that I'm Atlanta? hearing. Is it? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, wow. Sunday and Monday they're calling wow. for rain. So... Uh, If you're going down to the game, bring an umbrella. All right, that's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Ed Kratz, John McMullen. We are with the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast, brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network. You've been listening to a recording of the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast on the Fan First Sports Network. Mm -hmm.